and we welcome into the program, as we do every Monday, the uh, Director of Sports Journalism for Bigelow University, Jerry Hill. Jerry, first of all, how do you like the springing forward thing? Uh, and I, I can tell you my wife hates it. Like. <laughs> Uh, it's not, it's not a fan favorite around our household. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just, it's, you know, now the sun will be up till 10 o'clock at night. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, just, I don't get it. All right. <laughs> Ward's giving a thumbs down. Uh, any surprises when it comes to the brackets, either on the men's side or the women's side, in your opinion, when it comes to, to Baylor and the big 12? Um, I don't think so to Baylor. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the women, you know, were hoping for a one seed. They were basically one rung away from it. Um, they, you know, I, cause I think they were literally the fifth team, um, cause Louisville's the one and they're the two and, and Louisville was definitely the fourth one. So I, you know, that one was a little bit of a disappointment, but I don't know that it was totally surprising. Um, you know, I hope it wasn't, you know, based on, on the big 12 tournament. Cause again, I don't think those should have, a big bearing on, on the NCAA selection. So I don't know if that did or not, but, uh, you know, that was a little bit of a disappointment, but, uh, you know, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised with, with the men getting one, um, you know, you, you hoped, uh, that they got those first two games in, in Fort Worth and they did. Um, and, you know, I guess ideally it, it would have been, you know, number one, uh, in, in the South and, and being able to go to San Antonio for the, for the regional, but you know, this was a, you know, number one seed, um, and getting to play those first two games in four words. That was, that was amazing. Uh, you know, I don't know about the rest of the league. I mean, the women got four host sites, uh, you know, and, and I think the men got three. So yeah, it was, it was a good, uh, you know, good in sub NCAA tournament selections for the big 12 for sure. On the men's side, Jerry, what do you think behooves the bears being in Fort Worth, I know that that's a good thing, but you know this this bracket that they're in, it, do you see it as a good path or a very very difficult path? No, I I, I would probably agree with the analysts. Uh, you know, on ESPN, that said this this is definitely the hardest. This is, I mean, you think about the teams that are you know that are in there with them. Um, you know, some some really blue bloods. Uh, you know, with with Kentucky as the two, with UCLA as the four. Purdue is the three, St. Mary's is the five. That's not as much of a blue blood. Texas is in there. I mean, that's a North Carolina, (laughs) North Carolina. Yeah. I was, I knew I was leaving somebody and and Shaka with Marquette, Shaka Mm -hmm. smart with Marquette. So yeah, this is no, this is, I think it is. And, and, and I think you look at those names and I, I definitely think it is. This is the hardest region there is. So no, they did not get any, uh, you know, benefit there. But, uh, yeah, again, I think, you know, just the chance to play in Fort Worth that close where your fans can get there, that's a that's a big advantage for them. Jerry, looking at the bracket on the men's side, are there any bad matchups for when you look at the Big 12 teams in the first round? I know for me, when I see that Virginia Tech-Texas team, that's a red oh, flag. Yeah, yeah I, and, I, and I think the analysts kind of hit that one on the nail, too, is that, um, you know, I, I think Virginia Tech might actually be favored in that game because, um, that's not a good matchup for Texas and Virginia Tech, obviously on a good roll. Um, so yeah, I think that's a that's a really bad matchup for them. Um, you know, Kansas, I think, obviously got a very favorable uh, as they usually do, but they they don't always take advantage of it. So, uh, but yeah, I think that was the one that jumped out at me too, Garrett. Is that is that Texas matchup? Because you know, and obviously Texas, you know, not uh, maybe playing their best either. 
So, um, you, you know, you'd like to see him get past that, but that, that'll be a tough one to get through. I'm going I'm to jump back to the, uh, to the women for just a minute. Uh, f- four games in four days, small rotation. Uh, that was not the same team that we saw earlier in the tournament. No, I don't think the one we saw yesterday was at all. And, and, and I don't think uh, you want to use the excuse of being fatigued because, you know, Texas had an overtime game. But Texas has more than seven players too, right? Uh, and I I do think that was a difference yesterday. Um, they just that you're right. They just didn't even look like the same team. So um, you know, and I think Texas had a lot to do with that. Texas played them really hard, physical on defense. You know, um, uh, was getting through screens and and uh, yeah, I I I did not think that was a good Baylor team, and I think Nikki would agree with that. And but yeah, that was a tough task. Um, for a team that has basically seven players, but uh, as she said in in her interview after, uh, you know they don't have that now. They get a day between, and then you get four or five days in between the next round. So I I don't think the NCAA tournament will be nearly as hard for them, at least on that part, as the Big Twelve tournament was. This will be the last time um, this year, anyway, that they'll have to play three games in three days like that. Out of the six teams on the men's side, do you how many teams do you see at least making it to the Sweet 16? You know, I would say, you know, obviously Baylor, uh, Kansas, I think Tech. Um, I don't know. Can we get more than that? Possibly, but that's that's the three I would say have a really good chance. Um, you know, and if Texas plays well, they can. Um, so, you know, I, I think the big 12 should have a good showing, um, uh, you know, and we'll see what the other teams do as well, but those would be, uh, Ward, those would be my favorites would be Baylor, Kansas and tech. Jerry, over the weekend, uh, Baylor baseball took on Columbia. What were your biggest takeaways from that series? Uh, it was big to get the win yesterday. Um, you know, that would have been a downer, you know, after you take uh, two of three at the Shriners classic to come back and, and lose a series to an Ivy league team. I think it's a, you know, a better Columbia team, uh, you know, a better Ivy league team than you would think. Uh, and man, they battled Columbia really battled them all weekend. Um, but yeah, Jared McKenzie coming through with the hit in the 10th inning. That's a, that's a guy that was hitting below the Mendoza line before that. So uh, maybe that gets him going, you know, this is a guy that was a, I believe he was like a 385. you know, he, he had the school record for career batting average going into this season and and he was hitting, I think, 185 before that at bat. So, um, you know, hopefully that gets him going. Uh, you know, Tyler Thomas, again, pitched a great game on Friday night. Um, you know, Jake Jackson has, has struggled a little bit in the bullpen, just kind of blew up uh, in that second game. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, the bullpen got the job done uh, on Sunday. I just I, I would have liked to have seen him hit the ball a little better. Uh, but, again, I just think winning that series – Gives you a little momentum going in. I mean, they've won nine of their last 12 now. So, uh, And then you get a game against Sam Houston uh, tomorrow and, and start uh, conference play with TCU this weekend. How about that? You've got a full you got a yeah. full, full slate uh, uh, with, uh, with baseball and, and, of course, softball still going and, and uh, then uh, your men and women. Uh, I, I want to take you back. And we're bouncing you all over the place today, but sure, you're you're so versatile, you can do this. Yeah, uh, and I think we touched on it briefly last week, but 
just talk a little bit about, you know, the job that these two coaches have done. I mean, first of all, for Scott, obviously with all of these injuries, that was, I mean, they, they you know, they kept re- having to reinvent the, this team a little bit. Uh, but for Nikki, all of the all of the obstacles for Coach Collin and, and the job that she's done, I, I, again, I go back particularly on for her. I think the yeah. job that she's done is pretty darn remarkable. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, uh, those are those were not – you know, easy shoes to fill with, nope. with Kim leaving. Yeah, with Kim leaving to LSU, and you've got to replace a legend. You know, one that's won you know three national championships here and and goes to the NCAA obviously every year. Uh, they've been to the Sweet Sixteen, I believe, ten straight times. So, uh, yeah, th- th- those were very you know tough shoes to fill. And then you know you walk into a roster you know like we like we talked about basically with seven or eight players and uh yeah and I guess I guess the only thing that that you know knock on wood of course you had the scare yesterday but they have not had injuries you know if they had had injuries it would have it would have definitely tore them up and of course Melissa Smith went out with a a knee injury in the first half of the game yesterday and that didn't help either um but yeah I think she's done an amazing job and then again you start out 0-2 0-2 in the league, and everybody, you know, the sky is falling, Baylor's done, uh, the dynasty is over, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, and then they win a, a Big 12 championship. And then Scott on the men's side, I mean, you, you lose four returning or, or four starters, um, all of them playing pro professional sports. So, uh, and then you have just injury after injury. I don't know that I've seen one like that. You know, they had Tristan Clark injury four years ago, um, but nothing like this. I mean, Langston Love, who I believe is supposed to be the best of those freshmen, he he got hurt before the season. He has a you know season-ending knee injury uh, in the preseason, and then you lose Jonathan Chamuachachua, and then you have guys like you know Kinjo and 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 Jeremy Sohan and Flagler and L.J. Cryer. Cryer has missed, I believe it's now 11 of the last 12 games. He's played once since January. So to lose all those pieces and somehow piece it together um, to win 14 of your 18 conference games and win a share of a title was amazing. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I, and I'm sure it was to him, disappointing to lose in that uh, quarterfinal game against Oklahoma. But it, it, what it did was, it, you know, and we had talked about this too, but it gave those guys, a team that really needed it two extra days of rest uh, to get ready for the NCAA tournament. Jerry, I'm going to keep bouncing you around. We're a few days away from spring football kicking off and getting started, putting the pads on. Do you expect a quarterback battle in the spring? Yeah, I think you've got to see one. Although, I mean, Gary Bohannon, you know, he kind of, he kind of showed you what he can do. And I mean, he led you, you know, I mean, obviously Blake won the big 12 championship game. But Gary got you there. So, but I still think, yes, it will definitely be a battle, uh, you know, and then Drones is sitting there as well. So, you know, I think it, that will be probably the one to watch this spring. And, and I think either way you come out of it with, uh, you know, feeling good about whoever is in that quarterback role. And, and uh, you know, hopefully you don't lose anybody. I mean, that's, that's kind of been the case, uh, you know, in, in this day and age is that if you don't win the job, you leave. So, Hopefully that doesn't happen, you know. I mean, but we've seen it pretty much everywhere, guys. Jerry, you mentioned Cryer there. I mean, to me, he's got to step on the court, right? Like, you got to at least put him out there in March Madness. But at the same time, with him being out, are you concerned at all if they put him in, if that 
he'll go cold with not having the reps under his belt. You know, in the one game that he played, Garrett, he went out there and hit two of his first three or something like that, three-point shots. So, you know it's in him. I, you know, I don't know. I Because it was weird that he played the one game and then he hadn't played in the, what, five or six games since then. So, I'm honestly, at this point, I'm not even expecting him to be out there. I hope he is. I hope the, you know, the foot is good enough to go. But uh, I, I guess the benefit at this point, if he's not able to go, is you've played all these games without him. Right. And you've won without him. That's that's the thing. Uh, you know, if they had lost him in the Big 12 tournament and, and you were missing that key piece and you hadn't really played any games, but this team's played a lot of games shorthanded. So, you know, I, that would just be a big bonus. And I think his his presence, like you said, I think it could do a lot for them. You know, obviously he's a big scoring threat, but he's also a good defender. So I think, uh, you know, if, if you get him back, I think that's your path to a, to another Final Four. I think without LJ, it's going to be tough uh, to get through that gauntlet uh, that is the East region. Jerry, what uh, what are you working on? Nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm done. So no, it'll be like you said. It'll be a busy week, and and it worked out probably about as good as it could, honestly, Tom. With uh, you know, the men and the women playing on alternate days. Yep. And I and I get to drive, you know, the ninety miles to Fort Worth. Uh, so that's that worked out about as good as it could have. And and even Nikki mentioned that in her interview after the game that you know that's a that's a bonus for them too that. You know, maybe you do get some of the crowd that would have been up at the men's game because uh, the women could have had, I believe it's a Saturday, Monday, you know, uh, regional, and, and instead they got Friday, Sunday, and they'll be on alternate days. So I'll be busy, man. I'll be tearing up that road between here and I th- in between here and Cowtown. Hey, it's it's four dollars a gallon. You think we we should all carpool? <laughs> I think I think everybody should start. <laughs> let's run a bus. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, Jerry, thanks. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks.